0: Dan Mitchinson, U.S. Correspondence with us now. Hey, Dan. Hey, Heather. Okay, so the U.S. is going to impose some sanctions, yes?
1: Yeah, uh, I think, uh, I mean, we don't know what they're going to be. They're not going to announce this until uh, Friday uh, for Russia over the death of uh, Alexei Navalny and uh, the Ukraine war, which is, you know, coming up on its second anniversary here uh, this weekend. So President Biden is headed here to California. He's out this way for some fundraisers, and we think these... These sanctions are going to target, you know, just various sources of revenue, uh, which could be grain, could be fuel supplies. I mean, we already have sanctions related to the invasion. But I mean, you go back a couple of years and when these sanctions were put into place and you fast forward to today and you see how much of an impact those previous sanctions have made and it would appear, at least on the surface, not much. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, the president has to announce and and what kind of sanctions we're talking about in a few days.
0: Something of a pointless exercise, totally. And where are we at with Julian Assange? Well,
1: uh, the High Court uh, has decided that, that uh, to extradite him to the U.S. is illegal uh, because he's accused of political offenses. So our government obviously has accused him of conspiring with Army Intelligence uh, analyst uh, Chelsea Manning uh, for all these classified military documents. And so his attorney said uh, today that the extradition is just uh, for political offenses. It's illegal. And the Secretary of State should have refused to authorize this. So if he loses... Um, the appeal he'll begin the extradition process although the team has said you know if that happens they're going to appeal to the european courts we don't have any date given for this but i think the bottom line is if the court does allow this appeal to go forward um he could be sent across the atlantic but i think there's still a lot of red tape
0: in jeez all i mean this could go on um, potentially for a lot longer and there's been going on since 2010 is there any point at which the u.s just goes it's not worth it anymore
1: I don't know. You would think so, and and like I said, the way they're they're making this out to be this week is this is going to be some big breakthrough, and he could be on his way over here, in, in you know sooner rather than later. But like you said, I don't see any of that happening. I think there's going to be appeals. I think there's going to be back and forth. I think there's too much red tape and you know political. You know, we say, they say, and I just don't see this
0: happening in in the yeah. near future. Hey, is there some sort of evidence that these dating apps are addictive?
1: There is. There is. Um, they're turning into like video games. And there's been a, a lawsuit brought against the owner of, of Tinder and and several others. And basically it's saying that these apps are turning us into addicts. And this is a class action lawsuit. We've got six different users accusing this this group of what they have as a, a predatory business model. So what they're doing is psychologically they're manipulating uh, us into going back and to going back and to going back into these things and what what this is and for those that have used dating apps and oh, I did years ago back in the days of AOL um, uh, I shouldn't have said that should I but I did <laughs> oh well it doesn't matter everybody did back then um, I, don't think anyway.
0: that I, I don't think that there's anything embarrassing about that is there something no. embarrassing about that
1: no there's not there's not but really it, it relied on people you know going online you paid a monthly subscription fee and you had unlimited access to everything back them. Well, today now they're adding these premium features because they're trying to bring closer people closer to love. They're saying, but what they're doing is trying to draw people back into compulsive usage. So it's not really helping them meet their relationship goals. Yeah. Instead, it's helping them make their financial goals.
0: Oh, interesting. Hey, what was the name of your dating app?
1: Uh, Match dot com. I was okay. old school.
0: Yeah. yeah. See, here's my question to you. Do you think, like nowadays, young people are not at all embarrassed to be like, yeah, I met her on Grindr or I met him on <laughs> Tinder. So, or the other way around. I mean, oh, of yeah. you get it. I'm I'm not on the dating scene. But anyway, there's no shame in the younger generation saying they met their partner on one of these dating apps. So why does your generation have weirdness about it?
1: I don't know. I think I think my generation was um, uh, probably the first that really started looking at, at going online and, and 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 doing this kind of stuff back in the days where it was just all new and you wanted to keep secret and you didn't really. I mean, I I didn't tell anybody until I met them in person what I did because I was afraid and embarrassed being in the profession yeah. that I was in. That I thought, well, that's just not a very ethical and it's a very strange thing to kind of get your name out there when people sort of know who you are yeah. in this business in the area that you're in yeah. so it was very strange but you're right these days i mean wouldn't have a problem doing it
0: no totally um sort of. dan <laughs> dan thank you very much appreciate it thanks for your honesty dan mitchinson u.s correspondent
1: for more from heather duplicy allen drive listen live to news talk zb from 4 p.m weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.